last week on uh, Straight Talk Africa, you and your guests uh, talked about uh, entrepreneurship uh, in Africa. Uh, what does it mean? Uh, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? You probably know better than me uh, because after all you are perhaps one of those few experts behind entrepreneurship. Even though, by the way, I have to be sincerely honest with you that as a kid growing up in Kavari, southwestern Uganda, I grew up under a man who was an entrepreneur. That was my father, John Wilson Mushakamba. This is a man, Paul, who had sand queries. Yeah. And he used to hire labor. Guess where? From neighboring Rwanda. They would come and he would pay them and they would, you know, they would do their thing. They, they would go. He had uh, a brickwork, a brick, a brickworks factory, where he also used to hire labor. In other words, this was a man who was, in fact, creating employment. I never actually knew him as I grew up as somebody who worked for someone else. Mm. He was in the business of doing his thing and provide, in fact, pro you know, creating jobs. So entrepreneurship, frankly, is about, I think. Uh, uh, someone that is very creative, mm -hmm. someone that is very innovative, very imaginative, someone that uh, is willing to take risks, uh, but someone that uh, is fiercely very independent, mm. likes his space, but also likes to make contributions. you just gave a very good example of uh, you growing up as a kid and you looked up uh, to your father uh, at the time what do you think drove him well he must have learned from some people because I gather that uh, before I was born he worked at uh, a major hotel industry which was called the White Horse Inn it is still there in Kavari actually and the White Horse Inn was a hotel for white folks only and I think in that kind of interaction he was able to pick up certain skills, skills that uh, would prove very crucial in his life. And so I think he was able to know that, you know what, you can do your own thing. You've had an opportunity to uh, interact uh, with uh, some of the most prominent uh, African uh, businessmen and women. Uh, I'll give an example of uh, uh, Tribea Rujujiro, uh, the guy from Rwanda, uh, Eric Shigongo from Tanzania, and uh, uh, Wavamuno from Uganda. You can talk about, of course, uh, Tony Elumeru and a lot of others. Yes. Uh, when you talk to these people, who do they tell you they look up to? What is very interesting is that, uh, first of all, some of them have had the opportunity, like Wavamuno, of growing up in a family, frankly, uh, but engaging in some type of business. And so he was able to learn by, you know, observing and experience and that kind of stuff. In other people's cases, frankly, it is, I think, uh, uh, the need comes from the fact that there is absolutely nothing. Like in the case of uh, Eric Shigongo from Tanzania. He grew up in what he considers to be abject poverty. He has actually turned out to be one of the most remarkable entrepreneurs, not only in Tanzania, but frankly in Africa. Mm. Um, others, people like uh, Tony Romero, of course, uh, they come from very good background, uh, very competitive, uh, very exposed. He even went to uh, uh, 
they have a business school to boot and so you can see how he does his thing. Shaka, uh, there is a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, a creative there. So entrepreneurs are coming out of uh, Africa. Some of them have done remarkably well. Others are trying to uh, make their mark. Uh, what seems to be uh, driving these uh, uh, entrepreneurs? I think that, uh, Paul, you know better than me in that particular field, really, because you are the one that uh, has been chasing them over the years. But what I have discovered, for example, is that uh, some people sometimes feel a need for independence, for being independent, for having your space, for being your own boss, for working when you think you should do, rather than to be part of the traditional you know, force that uh, you know, has to follow whatever kind of rules and regulations which are obviously put in place by your employer. Um, there is also, of course, uh, sometimes, um, um, some sometimes it can actually be accidental. Uh, somebody might be around and uh, they don't know exactly what to do and somehow they are able to see something and boom, and some other ideas come and they touch it and they turn it into gold. I mean, you gave an example, for example, of this young man in the Republic of Rwanda, a guy who grew up in very humble neighborhoods really, uh, you could even say very poor neighborhoods, uh, where people were in fact piling and piling garbage and what have you, to the extent that he started looking at that garbage, uh, not only as a bad thing, but actually he looked at it as something that he could transform into something positive. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the last time I checked, he has, because you told me that uh, he was recently seated next to U.S. President Barack Obama. And the guy who invented Facebook in California. I do think uh, uh, this kind of uh, uh, innovation or creativeness or entrepreneurship can spur uh, development or economic development on the continent. It can, but uh, when, if you remember the piece, uh, uh, Paul Cisco's piece, uh, where he had, uh, for example, uh, some uh, uh, clips about U.S. President Barack Obama uh, attending the same thing in Kenya, Nairobi, last year, uh, he talked about uh, the role of a government. You need a government in order, frankly, to have an environment uh, that can... Uh, uh, provide some kind of incentives, mm. uh, motivations, and all that kind of stuff, so that uh, you know people can begin, you know, doing the things that perhaps they like to do, or running into things that they wouldn't even have hardly thought about. So you need a government that provides an enabling environment. But even beyond that, if frankly, you need a society that is reasonably open, reasonably transparent, that uh, in a sense is reasonably democratic. Because you need to provide uh, the confidence that uh, someone has a right, not a privilege, a right to express themselves. Mm. Uh, you need the people 
to have an environment where they can think very deeply uh, without feeling insecure. So I think that, in fact, when you think about it, where uh, most effective entrepreneurs have tended to come from, they have tended to come from environments that are relatively more open, relatively more inclusive. In fact, you find that uh, in situations where people are not expected to be one size fits all, mm. that's where all the magic is. talk about uh, the role of government uh, uh, but uh, when you look at the example <coughs> of United States uh, or most countries in the West uh, you have people who have like small businesses or uh, entrepreneurs who have come out and they say you know they don't need the government the government uh, puts in place uh, rules and regulations that stop them from thinking outside of the box so uh, if you are to use the same example and maybe take it to any African country do you think uh, it's uh, small businesses should be worried about maybe the government? There's no question about it. You see, the irony in this world is that uh, sometimes when you need something, you think that it is very important. And when you reach another level, another stage, where you probably uh, least need something, you don't think it is very important. I don't think that if you look at the history of this country, of the United States of America, you would frankly underestimate the role that governments have played. And I'm talking about federal, I'm talking about state, county, and local governments. People can afford perhaps to say, we don't need government. Government interferes you know, in our freedoms uh, to be able to do what we want to do. But at the end of the day, my friend, you need an authority to provide regulation. You need an authority that is also going to provide some protection of people who are likely to, for example, be exploited. M most people in this country work in the private sector than work in the governments. Mm. Whereas when you go to Africa, for the most part, you find that the state is the single largest employer single largest contractor that type of that type of dynamic must change mm. shaka when i never talk to these uh, young entrepreneurs uh, they talk about uh, not having access uh, to capital or uh, or they are all graduating and wanting to get jobs uh, uh, in the formal sector. Starting a business is considered as the informal sector. Mm. Uh, so if you are to advise a young person in Africa uh, who is trying to uh, get into uh, that uh, arena, uh, what would you tell them? First of all, it is important to have capital. But then again, it's a question of what do you, in fact, uh, consider capital to be? What is the definition of capital? When we talk about capital, the immediate thing that comes to anybody's mind is money, is funding, is finance. But in fact, from everything I have seen, what comes first and foremost is the idea. You have to have an idea. Once you have an idea, then you have to figure out whether in fact 
that idea can resonate in a certain environment in terms of market forces? Is it something that uh, people can buy into? Mm. Once you have those two, then you can always look for partners. You can always look for people who are willing to work with you because they already know that the idea you have is a winner. I'm sure you get calls uh, of people asking you, how, how do we start a business? What does it take for one to start a business? Uh, uh, people have ideas. Uh, sometimes people have capital. They don't know what to do with that capital. They have ideas. They don't know how to go about the idea. Uh, how would you uh, maybe advise them? I think, first of all, again, it comes to having an idea of what you really want to do, no matter what it is. Once you are clear about what you want to do, then you look for the appropriate tools, the type of appropriate tools that would, in fact, navigate you to your destination. And this is something universal. It doesn't matter what it is. But in terms of business, in terms of entrepreneurship, again, you're going to have to look for like-minded people, the people that are interested in the types of things that you're interested in. You're going to have to come up with an idea. You're going to have to share that idea with these people and what have you. They're also going to bring some other components or some other angles that actually make it a complete type of product or whatever it is. Mm -hmm.